boosting the economy. The president takes a victory lap. Protesters at the White House demand green jobs and a UFO report due out. What's going on in the skies? With these and other stories, I'm Paul DiRienzo with the WBAI News for Friday, June 4th, 2021. First of these headlines from Pacifica Radio's Eileen Alfandari. U.S. employers added 559,000 jobs in May. The official unemployment rate dropped three-tenths of a percentage point to 5.8 percent. President Biden will discuss the new numbers this morning. As vaccinations against the coronavirus rise and the economy reopens, there's pent-up demand among people to eat out at restaurants, travel, shop, attend public events, and visit with friends and relatives. Employers have blamed more generous unemployment benefits for their inability to fill job vacancies. Republican governors in 25 states have responded by cutting off the expanded federal benefit prematurely starting this month before the benefits are scheduled to end nationally in September. Some economists have countered the actual problem is poverty wages and that if employers raise wages, they'll be more successful in attracting applicants. Other workers still lack child care, worry about contracting COVID-19 or have decided to retire early. The Biden administration announced it will share 75 percent of this nation's excess COVID-19 vaccines with under-vaccinated countries around the world. Most of the doses will go through the United Nations-backed COVAX Global Program. Max Pringle reports. National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan said the doses will be targeted where they're needed most. We're sharing them in a wide range of countries within Latin America and the Caribbean, South and Southeast Asia, and across Africa in coordination with the African Union. This includes prioritizing our neighbors here in our hemisphere, including countries like Guatemala and Colombia, Peru and Ecuador, and many others. The announcement came just hours after World Health Organization officials in Africa made a new plea for vaccine sharing because of an alarming situation on the continent, where shipments have reportedly ground to a near halt while cases have spiked. U.S. officials said 25 million doses will be shipped out immediately. I'm Max Pringle. City crews removed concrete barriers, artwork, flowers, and other items from a Minneapolis intersection that has been a sprawling memorial to George Floyd since his death more than a year ago. But not long after the concrete barriers were removed and traffic started to flow through the intersection, community activists put the barriers back up. The mayor of Minneapolis said a phased reopening of the intersection was necessary to promote healing, restore area businesses, and provide social and city services that have been lacking for a year. But Jelani Hussein, the executive director of the Minnesota chapter of the Council on American-Islamic Relations Care, said the removal of the memorial was an attack on Floyd's legacy. It's not the traffic that they're trying to bring through this road. It is the fact that they want to ignore the legacies that created this country from the genocide of Native Americans to today the mass incarceration of black people all over this country and the continuous brutalization of black people just as the killing of George Floyd and the many incidents that have been happening. They're not trying to drive cars through here. They're trying to delete history. But we will not let them delete this history. Activist leaders said they won't step aside unless the city meets their 24 demands. Among them are a recall of the county prosecutor, firing the head of the state's criminal investigative agency, and spending hundreds of thousands of dollars on programs to create jobs, combat racism, and support affordable housing. 
Police in Hong Kong arrested an organizer of the annual candlelight vigil, remembering the deadly crackdown in Beijing's Tiananmen Square, and they warned people not to attend the now-banned event. Police also arrested a 20-year-old who promoted the vigil on social media. At the University of Hong Kong, students braved arrest by taking part in an annual washing of the Pillar of Shame sculpture, which was erected to remember the victims of the Tiananmen crackdown on June 4, 1989. Charles Kwok, the president of the Students' Union, said their event was legal. By holding the event, we hope to commemorate the people who sacrificed for freedom and democracy. And then we hope to um, defend the historical truth, given that our freedom of speech and the truth is being, is, our freedom of speech is dwindling. In past years, tens of thousands of people gathered in Hong Kong to honor those who died when China's military violently put down the student-led pro-democracy protests. A mass protest at the port of Oakland this morning was set to try to prevent an Israeli-operated ship from unloading its cargo. For weeks, the Arab Resource and Organizing Center, AROC, has mobilized to successfully prevent the docking of vessels operated by the Israeli shipping company Zim. Palestinian labor unions have called on their supporters around the world to refuse dealings with Israeli companies. AROC says the action is in solidarity with Palestine and the international boycott, divestment and sanctions BDS movement. I'm Eileen Alfandari for Pacifica Radio. Thanks, Eileen. As reported, the May jobs report shows an optimistic turn for a battered economy coming out of a once-in-a-century downturn caused by the pandemic. President Joe Biden took credit for the more than half a million new jobs, portraying it as a jumping-off point for more spending on infrastructure and education to keep growth going. This morning, we learned that in May, our economy created 559,000 new jobs Unemployment rate fell to 5.8 percent and wages went up for American workers. That means we have now created over two million jobs in total since I took office. More jobs than ever been created in the first four months of any presidency in modern history. Triple the rate of my predecessor, eight times the rate of President Reagan. The unemployment rate is now below 6 percent for the first time since the pandemic hit. The first 14 months, First time, first time in 14 months, we saw the largest decline in the number of long-term unemployed in more than an entire decade, the last 10 years. Long-term unemployment dropped by the second largest amount ever recorded. The signs of further progress are already here. This is progress, historic progress, progress that's pulling our economy out of the worst crisis it's been in 100 years. And it's testament to the new strategy that is growing our, this economy, not only growing it, but growing from the bottom up and the middle out. And the president, Republicans, for their part, look for ways to turn the jobs report into an argument against Biden's big spending plans, asserting generous unemployment benefits prevent people from accepting jobs and government aid and will fuel inflation. But Biden says the American people need the money to face the trauma of the pandemic. No other major economy in the world is growing as fast as ours. No other major economy is gaining jobs as quickly as ours. And none of this success is an accident. It isn't luck. It's due in no small part, first of all, the cooperation of the American people in responding to my effort to get COVID under control, wearing masks initially and getting vaccinated. And it's no small part to the bold action we took by passing the American Rescue Plan. The plan provided those resources to get shots in people's arms. 
And now, 52% of American adults are fully vaccinated. 75% of our seniors are fully vaccinated. And the American Rescue Plan delivered economic benefits directly to the American people. Because of that law, more than 167 million of those rescue payments of up to $1,400 have gone out to individual families. A recent study, the Census Bureau data found just how much these checks mattered. They drastically reduced depression, anxiety, and hardship for families. More than 40% fewer families struggle to afford food, rent, utilities, car payments, student loans, and healthcare expenses. Small businesses and restaurants were getting killed. Now we're delivering loans and support they need to reopen and to stay open. President Biden, a silver lining for Biden in the hospitality industry. Average earnings were $15.90 an hour in May, up from $14.80 an hour in April, continuing a pattern of rising paydays. And in Washington, dozens of members of the Sunshine Movement, a group of mostly young people advocating for more green jobs to counter climate change, were in Washington, D.C. to pressure Biden against compromising on his infrastructure bill with Republicans. Forget your perfect offering. Forget your perfect offering. Just ring the bells that still can't ring. Just ring the bells that still can't ring. There is a crack in everything. There is a crack in everything. And as today, activists say climate change is real and demand immediate attention to counter what what they call climate arsonists of the GOP. Hi everyone, my name's Marcella. I live in New York now, but I'm originally from South Florida. And in South Florida, dealing with hurricanes, with coastal flooding, the impacts of climate change is the norm. It's also the norm to deal with politicians who sell out our futures. I knew that I had to do something. It politicized me. I was like, I have to join a political movement to do something about this. Who here can relate to seeing a politician doing some BS and you're like, I guess I have to join a social movement now? And I saw that it's not just in Florida where politicians are selling us out. It's across the country. It's the Republican Party and fossil fuel-backed elected officials everywhere who are letting our planet spiral into climate chaos and doing nothing about it. And the protesters add the time for passivity is over. Direct political action is the way to go. I learned to be practical. Get good grades. Don't rock the boat. Get a job so I could have basic health care, basic living wages, uh, other things that should be basic human rights. And I learned to be content with a world that is getting hotter and sicker and less stable and more violent. I learned to lower my expectations for my own life, and I learned to lower my expectations for my society. But recently, something broke me out of that box, that cage of low expectations, and that is when I learned about the Civilian Climate Corps, a proposal that would invest in building the future that addresses the climate crisis and creates 1.5 million good jobs in the process. This program would enable all of us to take part in building the cities and the world we would have wanted as children, but forgot we could imagine for ourselves as adults. And today's theme was don't trust politicians, especially Republicans. 
want us to think that we're the problem. That we're the problem. They'll tell us stories, so that way we look over our shoulders suspiciously at our neighbors, and we embrace them with open arms. That is over. That is over. In the past year, we rose up together as black, white, and brown to tell people that we are we're done with our family members being killed by the police. We're done. We're done. We voted together as black, white, and brown to get a fascist president out of office, and we danced in the streets. We danced in the streets together as black, white, and brown to celebrate our accomplishments. And we can still overcome the people who are trying to divide us. We did it when we elected Joe Biden. We did it when we rallied to the polls. We can still secure our freedom. We can secure those afternoons where we have time to just hang out, where, where our air is clean, where our water is normal, where we can go on bike rides and apply to college. A climate corps will get us towards that. And throughout the United States, the GOP has been countering green initiatives. For example, in April, GOP lawmakers in Connecticut launched a Stop the Gas and Food Tax campaign, which characterizes an effort by 13 Northeast and Mid-Atlantic states to reduce greenhouse gas emissions as a plan to punish the middle class. But the activists say they're not deterred. They want what they called a Civilian Climate Corps, modeled on the New Deal Civilian Conservation Corps, to mobilize the country to save the environment. And a spokesperson for the Sunshine Movement is John Paul Mejia. He says Biden is giving in to right-wing pressure. Well, it has been made clear over the past couple months that President Biden has abdicated the mandate that we elected him on. He's chosen to compromise with an insurrectionist party paid off by the industries and corporate executives that are rushing us towards extinction. And it is time that we show where real power lies. And that's what our movement is blockading the White House for. We have some key demands, one being that we need a fully funded CCC as part of the infrastructure plan. Number two being that we can't have a watered down infrastructure plan. Uh, the initial $2 trillion that were proposed were already a compromise. Uh, the $1 trillion that has now been negotiated is a non-starter. And lastly, we're requesting to directly meet with President Biden as the American majority that elected him for progressive action on climate and our economy, rather than those who seem, he seems to be listening to more now, the corporate Republican Party and fossil fuel executives. What's a CCC? CCC is the Civilian Climate Corps. The Civilian Climate Corps is a policy that we're introducing with our allies in Congress, Senator Ed Markey and Congresswoman AOC, to create over 1.5 million jobs employing both young people and people of all ages in good-paying jobs that can be provided by the government to restore our climate and keep our communities resilient to the effects of a changing climate. Are you hopeful that President Biden's going to listen to what you're saying today? I think so. Sunrise, along with other movements across the country, are not being wooed by false promises and rhetoric. And frankly, it's our futures, our livelihoods and our communities on the line. And the pressure 
won't go away anytime soon. So President Biden will have to yield to such demands because we won't stop making them until they're met. John Paul Mejia is a spokesperson for the Sunshine Movement. As of this hour, several Sunshine Movement members were sitting down blocking the driveway to the White House. And you're listening to the news on WBAI New York. I'm Paul DiRienzo. Tomorrow, hundreds of New Yorkers from across New York State will march from Governor Andrew Cuomo's New York City office to the lower Manhattan offices of Senator Senate Majority Leader Andrea Stewart-Cousins and Assembly Speaker Carl Heasty to demand passage of the People's Campaign for Parole Justice Reform. The bill includes the Elder Parole and Fair and Timely Parole Bills. Activists say the crisis of aging and death behind bars has exploded under Governor Cuomo's administration with Cuomo's failure to grant clemency to incarcerated people who are old, sick and rehabilitated. And the legislature can end it. The march takes place at the end of the 2021 legislative session. And Dr. Anthony Fauci, the nation's leading infectious disease expert, is calling on China to release medical records of nine workers in Wuhan, China, as the world tries to determine the origins of the COVID-19 pandemic. In an interview published in the Financial Times on Friday, that's today, Fauci said he would like to see the medical records of the three people who are reported to have got sick in 2019, adding, do they really get sick? And if so, what do they get sick with? A, de- a definitive source is yet to be identified as the catalyst for the pandemic. That's claimed nearly 3.7 million lives worldwide. The lab leak theory has regained momentum in recent weeks, in part because President Joe Biden ordered U.S. intelligence agencies to redouble their efforts to investigate the origins of the COVID-19 pandemic, including any possibility the trail might lead to a Chinese laboratory that's in Wuhan after months of downplaying the possibility. At today's White House press briefing, a reporter asked Press Secretary Jen Psaki if the United States has funded so-called gain-of-function research at the Wuhan lab. The research adds artificial capabilities to naturally occurring viruses. The U.S. in the past has funded such research here and around the world. He wants to get to the bottom of the origin. Former Secretary Pompeo, President Biden, Democrats and Republicans across the board. We all share concern about the challenge, and that is the intransigence at times by the Chinese in providing data and providing information. We share agreement on that. We all want to get to the bottom of what happened here. Does President Biden have a position on gain-of-function research? Uh, Well, we have not, as Dr. Fauci has actually said repeatedly, we've never approved any funding for gain-of-function research in Wuhan. I know that's, I think, why you're asking the question. I believe some may have been approved or there was funding approved during the prior administration. There's a framework, I should say. This is not meant to be a criticism of funding and how it's approved through different NIH programs, but I would send you to them to give more of a, an explanation of the funding mechanism. And just since you mentioned Dr. Fauci again, can you imagine any circumstance where President Biden would ever fire him? No. Jen Psaki is the White House press secretary. And in another unusual line of questioning today, this time of uh, Defense Department officials, the New York Times, based on a New York Times report that a Department of Defense uh, document into unidentified aerial phenomenon in the past called UFOs, 
um, will say when it's released, there's no evidence proving or disproving an extraterrestrial source to increasing sightings of objects in the air by military pilots. They've been made public recently. tapes of fighter pilots in the air who saw these objects, which um, you can watch yourself. They're available on the Internet. Defense Department spokesperson John Kirby addressed the report today. He says the problem is safety for other aircraft and, na and national security. General, I'll start you off with a UFO question. How about that? Go for it. <laughs> As Secretary... <I'm> <laughs> Has Secretary Austin been briefed on this report that's required by Congress? He has received a, a briefing on the work that the task force has thus far conducted. The report, as you know, is uh, crafted and will be delivered by the Director of National Intelligence, but he has received a, a briefing on the work thus far. And as we've said before, we take all incursions into our operating spaces seriously. Like everybody else here at, at the Defense Department, certainly we are taking the entire matter seriously regarding the potential for safety, for safety concerns. Regardless of what the explanation may be or if there is none, there are incidents in which pilots are seeing things that are close enough that it could be a safety, or it is a safety problem? It could potentially involve safety and or national security concerns, absolutely. Defense Department spokesperson John Kirby and in uh, more national news, Facebook announced today that former President Donald Trump's accounts will be suspended for two years, freezing his presence on the social network until early 2023. Following a finding, Trump stoked violence ahead of the deadly January 6th insurrection at the Capitol. At the end of the suspension, the company will assess whether Trump's risk to public safety has subsided. Nick Clegg, Facebook's vice president of global affairs, wrote in a blog post. He said Facebook will take into account external factors such as instances of violence, restrictions on peaceful assembly, and other markers of civil unrest. Facebook also announced it would end a contentious policy that automatically exempted politicians from rules banning hate speech and abuse, that it would stiffen penalties for public figures during times of civil unrest and violence. And because it's Friday... Former New York City Mayor Rudy Giuliani has fallen on hard times since his days as a personal lawyer for former President Donald Trump. He's now shilling for my pillow guy, Mike Lindell, a right-wing supporter of Trump's false claim the 2020 presidential election was stolen. I've been sleeping on my pillows for some time. I love them. They're simply the very best pillows ever made. But I just found out that they also have a wide assortment of other incredible products like their mattress toppers, sheets, towels, and slippers. And more. And former Mayor Rudy Giuliani, because as I said, it's Friday. And that's some of the news for Friday, June 4th, 2021. The news was produced by Linda Perry, our engineer, it's Reggie Johnson from New York City. I'm Paul DiRienzo. Thanks for listening. <laughs>